Okay, so first of all, a big shukayach to you, the Shiloh, for sponsoring this morning. Zechonishmas, Shalom Shachna, then Mordechai Zev, Shalom Shachna, Aliyah. And with that, as, a, as you know, it's always the truth. When things go up, good things come down. So the Neshama has an Aliyah, and Shevav Rachna Slacha comes down to the whole Mishpacha, to all of Kalah Yisrael, in his chus, in his behalf. Okay, so, no, it's the week of Purim, Shavosh Achalboy, so I figured let's learn a little bit about Purim. So what you have in front of you is a piece from Rav Tzadak of Lublin. It's in Rasisei Laila, piece Chav Beis. Okay. Now this piece is uh, just a. Uh, it, it's not too difficult. Rav Tzadik sometimes can get <laughs> can get hard. This is not a hard one, uh, but it's a it's a profound Indian. Rav Tzadik is talking about what's the avoid that when a person gives shal. We know that, that there's a number of mitzvahs on Purim, right? So two of the main mitzvahs is Shalchmanus and Matanus of Yain, right? Shalchmanus, you give two gifts. Right, to give two gifts, at least two, one to a friend. So two gifts to one person, that's Shalachmanas. And Matanais Levyanim, right? To give presents, to give gifts to the poor, right? So that's Mishalachmanas and Matanais Levyanim. So again, on a very simple level, what's the reason for these mitzvahs? So Mishalachmanas is, I mean, the, the Achorinim give two suggestions. One possibility is in order to make sure that people have what to eat for the Suda. Be one possibility of shalachmanas, or just in order to enhance achdos and reyes and friendship between one Jew and another. And there are some halachic nafkaminas that are very well known. For example, let's say you give shalachmanas anonymously. So on the one hand, you're making the guy that's receiving the shalachmanas, lemaisi, he's getting food that he could eat on Purim. So that aspect of shalachmanas can be fulfilled. But in terms of creating friendship and a bond, you know, it's not really so. Uh, the guy doesn't know who's, who, who's, who, where it's coming from. So Mela doesn't really create that, uh, that sense of unity. So, again, there's other nafkuminas as well. That's Shalachman. It's Matanas of Yainim. It's tzedakah. It's tzedakah. To give, uh, to give gifts to the poor. There's always a mitzvah tzedakah. But on Purim, it's, it's certainly enhanced. Matanas of Yainim. So, on a very simple level, that's what Shalachman and Matanas of Yainim is. Rabbi Tzadik over here is going to introduce us to a new idea of what Shalachman and Matanas of Yainim is and what to have in mind and what to daven for, really, and what to think about when you're giving Shalachman and when you're giving Matanas of Yainim. And the way Rabbi Tzadik goes about, uh, you know, sort of unraveling the sugya is by figuring out how the Rabbani Shalom keeps Shalachman and how the Rabbani Shalom does Matanas of Yainim. Okay, it's an interesting question. Rabbi Tzadik says like this. Let's see inside. So again, like I said, it's not too difficult. We'll see. Maybe we'll, we'll best just try to finish the whole piece. <coughs> we'll see what we can do. So he says like this. Again, it's in Rishisi Laila, piece, Chav Beis. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Gamkin Rekayim HaMitzvah. That's the thing that he starts with. And we know from Chazal, and he's going to quote a few sources for this, that the Rabbanu Shalom keeps mitzvahs. Now, just, I don't know, for some of you, maybe this is like the first Ratzadik to learn. Ratzadik was, he was a mind that comes once in a, maybe less than once in a generation, you know? And he was, like, Kola Turku was mamish right in front of him. Mamish right in front of him. So whenever he makes a point, he's not satisfied with, like, one marmakim, or just assuming that, you know, you trust him. He's going to throw marmakimis at you, you know, so we're going to try to, we're going to try to dodge bolts and try to navigate through it quickly. So he says like this, Again, we know that the Rabbanish Shalom keeps mitzvahs. And now he quotes a few chazals, 
to prove that. First of all, there's a medrash in Shmois Rabbah. It's a very interesting medrash. The medrash says, Melch Geyser Gezeira. The medrash is talking about a, a conversation that someone had with Atana, and the person asked the following question. Melch Geyser Gezeira, who he doesn't quote the whole thing, that the, the person asked Atana, uh, a king makes a decree and he doesn't keep it. Of course, if a king makes a decree, he should keep it as well. And the person's question was, the Rabbanu Shalom is the king, and he decreed that we should keep Shabbos. The Rabbanu Shalom doesn't keep Shabbos. Why? Because, uh, you know, the Rabbanu Shalom, Shabbos, things, things happen. You know, the, the, if the Rabbanu Shalom is not much resting on Shabbos, right, then nothing would happen. So clearly, things grow, things happen. So how does the Rabbanu Shalom keep Shabbos? That's the question, the back and forth in this medrash. Lama enim is Shabbos. Why doesn't the Rabbanu Shalom keep Shabbos? The Heshivai and the Tana responded that you're right, the Rabbanu Shalom does keep Shabbos. Du chatzeroi. But... At the end of the day, the whole world is not considered a Rosh Hashanah that the Rabbanu Shalom can't carry things and do things. The whole world is considered a private property for the Rabbanu Shalom. It's his chutzr, it's his backyard. So just like in your own personal backyard, there's no problem of moving things and so on, the Rabbanu Shalom could also move things and make things happen in the world because it's considered his chutzr. Okay, that discussion is not the point, but you see from the Chazal that the Tana took the question seriously, that the Rabbanu Shalom keeps Shabbos. Nisa, and so to the Gemara says in Brachas, this is a little bit more of a famous source, the Gemara, the Gemara itself asks the question, How do we know the Rabbanu Shalom puts on tefillin? And the Gemara goes on to explain that the Rabbanu Shalom does in fact put on tefillin, and our tefillin say psukim about how great God is, and God wears tefillin that says how great we are. And there's other many chazals like this to prove the fact that the Rabbanu Shalom keeps mitzvahs. Says Ratzadik, and that is Daraisa. Right? So any mitzvah from the Torah, the Rabbanu Shalom keeps, he keeps Shabbos, he keeps tefillin. The chay mitzvah chachamim. Says Rat Tzaddik, beyond that, I could also prove to you that Hashem Yitzbarach also keeps Darabonans. Okay? Al Zenemar, regarding Darabonans, it says in Pasuk, Vatigzar Oimer Vayakam. That they decree, Vatigzar Oimer, that the Chachamim down here make a decree, the Muksa, Chanukah, whatever the case may be, Darabonans, Vayakam. And the Rabbanish Shlaylam keeps it. The Rabbanish Shlaylam keeps it. Or the Gemara says a more famous way of putting that. Tzaddik Geyser. The, the a tzaddik makes a decree. Vakadosh Baruch Hu The Rabbanu Shalom keeps it. In that Gemara, that line, tzaddik goes of Vakadosh Baruch Hu We usually think of in terms of like there's a like a person sick, low lane or something. The tzaddik is it davens. He he he's geyser, so to speak, with his tefillahs that the person should get better. Hashem keeps it. But says our tzaddik. But in a more broader sense, it means everything. Whenever tzaddik is geyser, including Sanhedrin and Chachamim making a gzera that there's a, a yontav of, of Purim. So tzaddik geyser, Vakadosh Baruch Hu so you see that the Rabbanu Shalom keeps not just their ISIS, but even their Rabbanus. The gam huma kaimish manas So that means that the Rabbanu Shalom has to keep shalach manas. Okay. So how does the Rabbanu Shalom keep shalach manas? Okay. So Rav Tzadik now is going to analyze the pasuk. It says in pasuk mishloach manas ish l'riyehu. Right. The, the, the gifts should be sent one from a man to his friend ish l'riyehu. So it says like this. In this pasuk is hinted the shalach manas of the Rabbanu Shalom. How? It says Rav Tzadik ish. When it says ish, what does it mean in ish? So obviously means, on a, on a, on a simple level, it means human beings. But ish is also a reference to the Rabbanu Shalom. Hainu Hashem ish molchama. Right? We said in Az Hashem ish molchama. So when it says ish, it's not just a human being, it's referring to Hashem. So now the question is, okay, so Mishlech is ish, so Hashem is the ish, and he sends Mishlech Manis to, so it is he, who's his, Luri Ehu, to his friend. Who's Hashem, his brother's friend? So it says an amazing thing. Luri Ehu, who's the Hashem's friend? Hainu kederch shadar shuzal baharoyim. So the Gemara says in, in Brachas the following thing. It's referring to a Pasuk. Omdoi al Gav Ish. The Pasuk says that there was people that stood against a man. What is the Ish that this Pasuk is referring to? Zem Moshe. 
Says the Gemara, the word ish is a reference to Moshe. Shenemar ish Moshe. The ish Moshe anav ma'id mikoladam asher pnei adam. So says the Gemara brachas. So we, now we have the word ish is a, is a reference to Rabbanu Shalom, Hashem ish Muhammad. But in ish, this ish of the Rabbanu Shalom has a friend, right? Now a friend always means you're on the same level, right? Even though they say like dog is man's best friend. But in Torah, that doesn't, that's not really true because an animal and a human being are not the same, not the same level. If the ish, the Rabbanu Shalom has an ish, his friend is also going to be an ish, right? An ish has a friend as an ish, an isha has a friend as an isha. Who, who's another ish that the Rabbanu Shalom can be friends with? Maisha. Maisha is called ish as well. Now, what, okay, so what does that mean? So that means that Mishleich Manis ish l'riehu means that the Rabbanu Shalom is Mekayim Shalach Manis by sending two, every single year, by sending two gifts to Maisha Rabbein. Okay, well, Moshe Rabbeinu... In this, well, in this context, in terms of who the Rabbani Shalom can send Shalach Manus to, he sends Shalach Manus to Moshe Rabbeinu. He's his friend. Okay, Moshe Rabbeinu is not, a, not around anymore. So what does that mean? How does, how does Rabbani Shalom keep on fulfilling Shalach Manus? First of all, what are these two gifts, Aleph? And how does he do it to Moshe Rabbeinu? So it says Ratzadik HaKla like this. V'yidua. D'shoyrish tamil chacham nikra Moshe b'kol chachme kol hadayrus. Moshe Rabbeinu, this is a big klal in Pnei Mishatayra, it's a very big klal. I've, me- I've mentioned this many times before, and it's a very, very important insight to know. Moshe Rabbeinu is not just a person. Moshe Rabbeinu was not just, there was a person, Moshe, obviously, that was alive for 120 years and he passed away. But the neshama of Moshe Rabbeinu is what's called by the Svarim a neshama klalis, an all-inclusive neshama. We're not talking about just one individual person that happens to be smarter or more humble than everyone else. Moshe Rabbeinu is the essence Every, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu is the composite of all of Klal Yisrael in terms of our ability to receive understanding and awareness of the Rabbanu presence. In other words, every single neshama has, has a capability of experiencing, of learning Torah, of understanding God's will, of attaching oneself to the Rabbanu Shalom's will. That quality within each and every one of us that, ha- that gives us the ability to do so is called a piece of Moshe Rabbeinu. That person, Moshe Rabbeinu, was just the composite of all the pieces of Moshe Rabbeinu in every single Jew. And there was one human being that sort of embodied all of that, all of that kayach. But Moshe Rabbeinu, even when he passes away, Moshe Rabbeinu then lives on in each, inside each and every one of us, giving us the ability to receive Torah. Exactly. That's what the Swarim said, that there's no capability for a Yid to ever learn and to have any level of understanding of the Rabbani Shalom's will unless it's via Moshe Rabbeinu. Is that what it is? That what it really the better way to do it would be is that you are a Moshe Rabbein, right? It's just a matter of, of, of tapping into that Kayach because like, the, 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 there's a number of, 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 of rice this where Tzadik in many places uh, shows this that, for example, there's a Gemara in Bukharis, there's a few Gemaras where it was, I think it's with Rava that there was a certain, um, I think it was a bias set of art and Rava responded to him and said, oh, Moshe, Shaper Kavar Moshe, he said very good Moshe, his name was Abaya. So Rashi over there says that Moshe was the nickname that they used to give to a Talmud Chacham. And so when the Talmud Chacham said a really good vart, they would say, oh, Moshe. Ratzavik says the deeper meaning of that, the depth of that is, that what Rava was saying is that what you just said is so gewaldic, that wasn't, that, that wasn't some of it. That was the Moshe within you, right? You were channeling a Moshe Rabbeinu. That's Moshe Shaper Kamrit. That's Moshe. For example, this is why, we'll see in a second, this is why when Haman was, I mentioned this on Shabbos, when Haman was so excited when the girl fell on Adar, right? <laughs> to destroy Klai, so why? Because Zayin Adar, Moshe Rabbeinu died. So the Gemara says in Megillah, but he didn't realize, because Zayin Adar is Mace, 
And Zion Adar Noyla, he, he, he died on Zion Adar, true, but he was also born on Zion Adar. So Ratzadik, again, in a few places, he asked the simple question, for, the order is reversed. First you're born, and then you die. But the Gemara says, he, he died on Zion Adar, and he was born on Zion Adar. Says Ratzadik, that's the Nakuda. The death of Maishar Rabbeinu physically was the end of that physical body of Maishar Rabbeinu. But who Maishar Rabbeinu is, he was then reborn in a much more subtle way inside of every single yid. Haman thought that his ability to destroy Klai Yisrael, Haman understood that as long as Maishar Rabbeinu's Kaich is around, which means our deep connection to the Rabbani Shalom's wisdom, to Rabbani Shalom's Torah, to Rabbani Shalom himself, there's no way he could destroy Klai, so it's impossible. Adar, he felt it was his man Masugal to destroy us because Maishar Rabbeinu, the person, died then. What he didn't realize is how deeply rooted Maishar Rabbeinu is within us. You can't get rid of Maishar Rabbeinu. Every single one of us is a Maisha, right? Maisha Emes Vesarasa Emes. That's what an amazing thing is, right? right? Kairach, every month, has to say over Maisha Emes Vesarasa Emes. I don't understand. Tairasa Emes, I get. What does it mean, Maisha Emes? What does it mean, Maisha Emes? As the human being, Maisha, is true? Like, what does that mean? So we're all true, we're not true. What does that mean, Maisha Emes? His Torah is Emes, I get it. What this Maisha Emes means something that was eternal, right? Emes means Aleph, Mem, Tav. Emes means something that's not changing, right? Emes is forever. So Tairasa Emes, we understand. Tyrus, the Torah is forever. Maisha Emes means that Maisha is also forever. Maisha is synonymous with Torah. Maisha is synonymous with the Jewish people. Maisha Rabbeinu means our ability to, to, to receive the Rabbani Shalom's wisdom. Maisha Emes. The death of Maisha Rabbeinu, the person, does not end Maisha Rabbeinu. Adrab, quite the opposite, it now ex- allows Maisha Rabbeinu to be fully manifest. The body of Maisha Rabbeinu was really holding him back. Because the, when, as long as the body was alive, so Maisha's there, and he's not there. But once Maisha passes away, now Maisha's everywhere. And that's why the Chazal even say this, this is true with all tzaddikim. Because even though every single one of us has a piece of Maisha Rabbeinu, but the tzaddikim, the Talmud of the generation, sort of are embodying and channeling that kayach in a much stronger way than the, average, than the average person. And Chazal, in fact, say that when a tzaddik dies, their kayach is even greater than when they were alive. Because it's the same quality. Who they are in terms of their, you know, sort of, uh, 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 the, the, you know, sort of the collective kayach of Maish Rabbeinu, it, while they're alive, they're being held back because either he's there or he's there. You know what I'm saying? But, but when the body's gone, it's a... Uh, huh? So, it's something, uh, so that's an interesting point. So when do we celebrate the Yard Center or not? Because according to this, or Tzadik in fact talks about this by Lag Boimer, uh, he said, according to this, Lachara, the, why, why do we celebrate a Yard site? Well, according to this, it makes a lot of sense because when the, when the body passes away, no, then the, the real Kaiches are now disseminated in a strong way amongst the rest of Kal Yisrael. And although there's a loss in terms of that Tzadik, but some, some total of Kal Yisrael, there's a huge gain. And so that's why, for many tzaddikim, we celebrate the art site. Now, this is interesting because we don't do this to all tzaddikim. Ratzalik, this is a little bit off-topic, but Ratzalik does talk about this. He says that, but there are the minig ha'olam seems to be, that tzaddikim from the era of Tarshavich Sav, we mourn their death. Like Moshe Rabbeinu, for example, so Zayin Adar, the minig is by Chavar Kedish, to fast on Zayin Adar, right? So the, whenever, or, 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 uh, or Aaron Akayan, his yard site is Rishchadish Av, so even though we don't usually fast on Rosh Chodesh, Rosh Chodesh Av, you can because it's Aaron's yard site. So when it's a tzaddik of Tarshavich Sav era, we usually somehow on some level mourn their death. When it's a tzaddik of Tarshavich Peh era, Adarab, we celebrate. Not this, I can't say the word celebrate to death, you know what I mean? But there's a certain simcha on the yard site. 
the, the, the greatest example of that would be Rishon Barichai, right? So Mamish, it's a whole party on his yard side, right? So w- why is that? So Rav Tzadik, in fact, tells us, he says that this, that, that, w- w- that although it's true, whenever Tzadik passes away, then who that Tzadik was is now disseminated amongst the rest of Kal Yisrael. In other words, when a Tzadik dies, let's say, I don't know, I'll give an example, the Radichever, right? So Radichever, his avoid, he had a certain avoid in life, uh, you know, uh, thinking good about Kalei, so whatever his, whatever you want to label his avoid. When he passes away, his kaychas then are disseminated amongst the rest of Kalei Yisrael, and we could all become a little more Bardichever-like now that he's not alive. <clears throat> so that's true always. But says Ratzadik, when you're dealing with a tzaddik from the era of Tarsha Bechsav, where along with their Avaidah also came Ruach HaKadosh and Nevoah, and that Lamaisa we don't have anymore because the tzaddik dies, so that aspect we do mourn and, 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 and sort of uh, uh, fast by their death. But it doesn't take away from the truth, which is that it's not true, that when a tzaddik passes away, his kaychas are then disseminated amongst the rest of the Jewish people in a very strong way. Happens to be with Tarsha Bechsav Dekat Tzaddikim, Lamaisa, with that dissemination and the loss of the body, we also lose a Navi. We also lose a person that was able to mamish give us clear direction. So that in that way, we, 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 uh, we mourn it. But, but this is the truth, that it's Pashtus of the Moshe called Dar Vadar. Yeah. Right, right. The actual person never had it. Right? It was before... Uh, was before the, now the truth is the way Rav Tzaddik is going to learn how, how the Rabbani Shalom is Mekayim Shalachmanis, you'll see that the Rabbani Shalom has always been Mekayim Shalachmanis, you'll see, but, uh, but yeah, that's a, that's, that, that is a good point. So this is what we have, so fine. So now the Rabbani Shalom knows who he's giving Shalachmanis to. It's Maishar Rabbeinu. What does that mean? And again, it means he's giving it to every single Yid, but to the Bechina, to the Nitzitz of Maishar Rabbeinu inside of every single Yid. That's Ishlur Yehu. Okay. Now Rav Tzaddik just goes on to prove this. Again, um, the Yidua, again, just it's known, the Sherish Taman Chacham Nikra Maisha, the root of a Taman Chacham inside the Neshama, that's called Maisha, the Kol Chachmi Kol Adaris. With all the Tamik, all the, all the Yidin of all generations, Kanoidim Tam Harizal, Al Maimer Chazal, and this is known based on what the Rizal says, Maisha Shabra Kamrit, right? That was the Gemara that I was referencing, that uh, they would call a Taman Chacham, when he said a good word, they would call him Maisha. Okay, Vehim Bez Manis Ladamechad, okay? And so Shach Manis is two gifts to one person. Hainu, Kol Atamid Chacham Mishab Yisrael. Therefore, according to this, the Rabbani Shalom, you know, nowadays, like, we do Shachman, he's sent to a million people, right? But technically, it's just two gifts to one person. The Rabbani Shalom sends Shachman to every single Yid, but really, it's only to one person. Because he's sending the Shachman to the piece of Maish Rabbeinu inside of you, and ultimately, it's just, it's, it's, it's Maish Rabbeinu. So, Rabbani Shalom is, so it's like a funny thing. The Rabbani Shalom sends Shachman to all of Kali Yisrael, to 600,000, to millions of Yidin. But at the end of the day, it's only called, he's sending it to his one close friend, which is Maisha. Because that person, Maisha, is now amongst, a piece of, uh, of him is, in every, is inside every single Yid. Nikra Ademechat, so it's all called, he's giving it to one person. the friend of the Rabbani Shlavim. Shekin Karai, and in fact, we find this, this idea, that there is such a thing that a person, that a Yid, can be called the friend of Hashem. right? Hashem, we're called, uh, uh, you know, for the sake of my brother and friend. V'darshu Chazal, Pasuk, and in fact, again, the Medrash makes this clear. It says in Pasuk, Re'echa v're'avicha, your friend and the friend of your father. Zerakadosh Baruch says the Gemara, that's the Rabbani Shalom. U'pirisha v'icha ha'chachma k'yidua, the friend of your father, is this idea. The Moshe Rabbeinu is chachma, Moshe Rabbeinu is wisdom, is Taira. And the Rabbani Shalom is called the friend of your father. That's, that's the Rabbani Shalom. Okay, so that's the call. What are these two gifts? Ubeiz manis. The two gifts are as follows. Hainu. There are two levels of Torah that the Neshama of Maish Rabbeinu receives on Purim. 
two types of Torah, two levels of understanding God's presence. Torah Shvachsav and Torah Shvalpeh. Torah Shvachsav and Torah Shvalpeh. What does it mean in, in the writings of Rabbi Tzaddik? What does it mean that every single year the Rabbi Shalom gives every single one of us Torah Shvachsav and Torah Shvalpeh? He's a, he gives us a Tanakh and gives us a Shas. What does that mean? So it means like this. It, it, we already have Torah Shvachsav and Torah Shvalpeh. What the Rabbi Shalom does is that he gives us on Purim an extra dose of being able to really understand both Torah Shvachsav and Torah Shvalpeh. Meaning, Shem Chach Mi'ilah. Tarshibh Sav means, not just Tanakh, Tarshibh Sav means our ability to perceive the Rabbanu Shalom's will in a very clear and open way. Mashamurga Shuma Shemisbach. There are certain experiences in life where the Neshama of a Yid is sensitive enough to realize, well, this is Mamaj Yad Hashem. Right? There are certain moments of life, like, like a certain experience, like the Hashkacha Pratis maybe is so. You know, it's so you know, hitting you over the head. It's like it's this is clearly Yad Hashem. That's called a Tarshavich Savdik moment, right? Although you know, back in the day, Mamish, you had a, a Mamish and Nase, right? So Kriyas Yamsov. That's a Tarshavich Savdik moment in a in a very strong way. No, we don't have it like that anymore. But even within our, our world, you can have a Tarshavich Savdik moment, whether it be an actual experience where, like you, it's so clear, you feel it in your bones and in your intuition that the Rebbeinu Shlom is communicating something to you, you know, or. Or it's or 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 it's or or it's a time in Avodas Hashem where you certainly have a ha'ar, where you have a, an openness, and there's a chavas hadas, there's a very strong feeling of inspiration and closeness with the Rebbeinu Shalom. Those are called the Tarshvech Savdika moments. Where does where does our ability come throughout the whole year to experience a Tarshvech Savdika moment? That's one of the gifts of Shalach Manas that the Rebbeinu Shalom gives to Moshe Rabbeinu inside of every single one of us. If this is not a human experience, it's not a human thing. You have two people experiencing the same, the same coincidence, quote-unquote, and one person just sees that as a coincidence, and one person is mamish overtaken by the hashgacha pratis of it. So instead of thinking, so the guy that's inspired by it, what is he thinking? I'm a big tzaddik, right? And this guy, uh, he's, a, he's an apikaris, right? he's, a, he's a hamanik, so he sees it as teva, but me, I'm a big tzaddik. When really, it's not you either, it's shalachmanis, right? If you receive a good shalachmanis, right? Like a really nice basket, well, you're a bagaiva from it. It was a gift. <laughs> Someone gave it to you. It's not, you can't take credit for it. So you're going to take, so Yid's going to take credit for feeling inspired. Yid's going to take credit for having that sense of the Rabbanu Shalom's presence. That's Shalach Manas. Rabbanu Shalom, that's one of the gifts he gave you in the previous poem. But the Yishev HaKaychas to that. To be, a little correlation here. Yeah. Depending on your stature, you get, um, the type of gift that you get is based on who you are. So, so it is interesting, right? The Gemara does say, it's a halach in Shalach Manas, that a per, it's, it's a good point. That the Rabbana, the halacha, one of the halachas is that you that the, the gift should be lefi erech the nisein and lefi erech the makabel. In other words, that it should be a, a value that's uh, considered de- decent mitzah the giver and mitzah the person that's receiving it. So it is true. There's an avoda that we can do in order to be worthy of receiving a good shalach manas, right? Because if a guy is like very poor and you know, but, uh, so he, he only gets a little shalach manas. If the guy is a more chashuv person, then he deserves a, a nicer shalach manas. So our yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a certain Yosef Das, Yosef Machav. So our avoda, as we get closer to Purim, is is talking to him spot that we should build ourselves. To, you know, we we have to look for Tarshav Savdika moments, or at least uh, at least daven that we should be zeichet to them, and that makes us deserving of a bigger shalach manas. So that's one of the gifts, Tarshav Sav. What's the other one? So he says like this. Um, yeah, the Chacham Tata, and then there's Tarshav What's Tarshav Alpeh? is called the lower wisdom. What does that mean? That's another type of, of relationship with the Rabbani Shalom, where it's not like this overwhelming moment of, of sort of, you know. There's another type of experience, which is called Tarshav Alpeh. Tarshav Alpeh means human. 
Tosh B'alpeh means down to earth. It means regular. It means an average uh, Wednesday morning. You know, like, and even in those moments, a person should have the sensitivity, even if you can't feel the Yad Hashem, but at least to be aware cerebrally, you know, that the Rabbani Shalom is with you, and to at least know what the Rabbani Shalom wants of you at that time. Like sometimes, you know, the inspiration is very, very strong, so there's no, you know, you know, and that's a Torah Shabbat Sav, but sometimes the inspiration is not there, but I'll call upon him at least to be able to, to navigate those moments properly and to know what the Rabbani Shalom wants of you. That's Torah Shabbat Peh. So Torah Shabbat, that's what, that's what, that, that, what is Torah Shabbat Peh about? Boiling it all down, Torah Shabbat Peh is about teaching us how to navigate through life. That's what Torah Shabbat Peh is. Without inspiration, without really any clarity. Torah Shabbat Peh means clarity. Torah Shabbat, Peh mean, Torah Shabbat Peh means no clarity, but at least you know what to do. At least you know what to do. At least you can be certain and know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So that's also the ability of a Yid to sort of know what they're supposed to be doing in life. That's a huge gift as well. You want the inspiration, you want the clarity, you want the relationship. But also, practically, you want to be able to know that you're navigating through this relationship properly. That's the gift of Tarsh Peh. Both of these gifts are given to us on Shalach Manis, on Purim. That's what the Rabbani Shalom is doing. This is also a gift from the Rabbani Shalom. The ability to become inspired and to have a sense of presence with the Rabbani Shalom in your life, that's a gift. And your ability to figure out how to navigate through life is also a gift. These are all gifts. A person shouldn't, therefore, take credit for it. You do your avoided to deserve it, to earn it, but Lomai said it's a gift. These are the two gifts that we receive on Purim. A, a, a renewal of the heart to receive these two elements of Torah. What is revealed from the Rabbani Shalom. And also, what's hidden. When a person experiences it as a renewal of the heart. But really, it's Ma'am Shalach Manas. So that's Yishalach Manas, Yishalach Fine. And so when he gives Shalach Manas, that's the Kavanah to have. That's the Kavanah to have. <coughs> That's why, by the way, going back, you know, in the Sunday, these Shiram, we usually try to connect Nigel and Nister. So I mentioned in Mashlech Manus, there's two reasons in Chazal, right, why we give Shalach Manus in, in, in the, in the Rishayim of the Paiskin. One is practical, that the person that I'm giving to, he should have something to eat. He should have, he should be in the Mitzvah, Surah's Purim. And the other one is to create a Hesyachsus, a relationship, a bond, a friendship between one and the other. These are related to these two gifts that the Rabbi Shalom gives. Tarshavach Sav, What's that gift? That's a relationship. That's a skarvus. That's a closeness. That's a sense of Hashem's presence. That corresponds to the reason of Shalach Manas, which is about Reyes. Tarshabal Peh, the gift of Tarshabal Peh is what? It's more practical. I want to give you, the Rabbanu Shalom says, I'm giving you a hischachas in the heart. That you should be able to learn how to navigate through life. You should do the right things. You should be able to survive this world spiritually. So that's the other element of Shalach Manas, that I'm giving you a gift. That you should have Sudas You should have what to eat. So these are the two aspects. One is the relationship, the Iskarvas, the Panimias, the Tarsh Sav, and one is the practical side of life, Tarsh Baal Peh. Those are the two aspects of Shalach Manas. And when you give Shalach Manas, this is what to have in mind, to daven for, that you should be zaychet to receive, that the person you're giving to should receive his Shalach Manas from the Rabbani Shalom, and you should receive your Shalach Manas as well. <coughs> okay, Shalach Manas. Now Matanah Slav So it's really late, but just for a little bit, Matanah Slav So he says like this, Matanah Slav at the bottom of the, of the right side, so what does it mean in Evian? You know, in Chazal, there's different terminologies for a poor person. You have Ani in Evian. What's an Evian? So Rashi says in a, in a few places, Evian means who atoiv l'kol davar. An Evian is not just I'm a poor person. It's someone that's desperate. Mamish, mamish, desperate. Like the, 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 Rashi, in fact, says that an Evian is someone that's so desperate that he's be, he would be willing to sit on a street corner and beg. He's mamish, desperate. So until now, Meshleich Manas, the Rebbe is giving you the kachas. Again, Tarsh Vachsav and Tarsh Peh. But now it's something different. 
Matanas of Yonah means This is a reference to to a neshama, to a yid that's mamish desperate, and to fulfill his desire. In other words, let me, I'll explain outside, then we'll see this paragraph inside. The nature of Torah, this, this is what makes Yiddishkeit, there's just, okay, there could be a very deep frustration in receiving shalachmanas from the Rabbanu Why? The Rabbanu gives you shalachmanas. The nature of Ruchnius is that whatever you get, there's always a sense of there's much more that you don't have yet, right? Like even in Gashmi, it's right? the more money you have, the more you want more. And that's, okay, so you can get over that. But in Ruchni, it's the, the, there's, a, there's a very deep pain. And any time you accomplish anything in Ruchni, if you're doing it right, and you're really connecting to the Rabbani Shalom in your mitzvahs, the Rabbani Shalom is infinite. So in any level of attachment that you have with the Rabbani Shalom, whether it be Tarsh Bechsav or Tarsh Balpeh, it's always going to come with a sense of pain of, like, I'm not there yet. It's not there yet. David Amelch has this quality. Every single Tehillim is like, is expressing that, that, that pain, that frustration. So it's very nice receiving Shalachmanis. You know, there's a certain feeling of a year of like, I, you know, I'd rather not know. You know like, like I'd rather be turned off and then everything is much easier. Once a person accepts upon their, themselves to, the, to, you know, the path of becoming an Ever Hashem in truth, there's a pain in that because there's a deep pain in that. Anyone that, that, anyone that has made such a decision in life knows the, the, the pain in that. This is where Matana Savyanam comes in. Matana Savyanam comes that the Rabbani Shalom gives us a Matana on Purim, which is that even if you're an Evian, meaning that you're Toiva Koldavra, that you're, mamish, you're, you're lusting after Torah Mitzvahs, and it's a good thing, but the problem is that the carrot is always beyond, right? Because everything you get, it just adds to the, to the fire in the belly of wanting more and more, and there's always this frustration. The Chiddush of Matana Savyanam is that the Rabbani Shalom says, at the same time, while you're hungry and you're always going to be pushing weiter and weiter and weiter, the Rebbe says, I'm going to give you a sense of relief. I'm going to give you a sense of, of, of accomplishment in your mitzvahs. And this is what Matana Savyanim is. That every time you do a mitzvah, every time you grow in Tarsh Bechsav or Tarsh Balpeh, on the one hand, it's true, there's a, there's a hunger that's being enhanced and you want it more and more. But Mitzat Sheni, there should be an inner satisfaction as well. That's Matana Savyanim. So he says like this. Matana Savyanim means... To, 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 uh, to, compl- to, to fulfill the will and the cheshek of this person that's, that's, that's desperate, right? They embase of the And these are two, there's two poor people, right? Matanas means two poor people. Right? You're giving a gift to two people. How? The yesh bali Torah bali mitzvahs. Because there are some yidin that their avodis Hashem is more oriented to Torah. That's true. They're more of a Moshe Rabbeinu type, you know? They're, or I should say differently, the peace of Moshe Rabbeinu in them is more pronounced. And then you have Bali Mitzvahs. You have people that are more Maisa Mitzvahs, Dikiyidin. And both of them have the same issue, which is that the more they do, the more they feel they didn't do anything yet. Right? So both of these Evyoinim need to be given a matana. They both be, need to be given a sense of satisfaction in their Avayda. Ayev Tari Layizba. A person that loves Tari will never be satisfied. The Chaynoiv Mitzvahs Layizba. And a person that loves Mitzvahs will never be satisfied. There's always more to learn, there's always more to do. Al Pasik Ghazal, in fact, say this Ayev Kesef, Layizba Kesef. When the Pasik says a person who loves money will never be satisfied, money over here doesn't just mean money, it means avoida, Torah and mitzvah. And this person is therefore an evyan, he's mamish desperate in that area of avoida Hashem that he's connected to. And, and, and giving him a sense of satisfaction and peace and comfort in the mitzvahs and the Torah that he has learned, that's called matanas avyanim. That's called matanas avyanim. 
So he sums it all up. Meshleich manes who covet Shashem is so in a certain sense, Mishlaich Manas is what is the Rabbani Shalom giving the Maish Rabbeinu side of us, again, Tarashim Achsav and Tarashim Pes, sense of covenant, dignity, and honor, and clarity, and presence, and truth. That's covet, right? Ke'inyin vahi yavet nichbad me'echav adei divertayra. That divertayra, Mishlaich Manas, gives a person a sense of covet and, and, and strength, right? Umatanas of yoinim, whereas matanas of yoinim, who oishir shenoisin le'evin l'hashlimai. Matanas of yoinim is something different. It's not quantifiable. You know, Mishleich Manis is something, okay, I'm going to give you a quote of Teresh B'chsav and a quote of Teresh B'alpeh. Matanas of is something different. Matanas of is that whatever you're doing in your Avaidah, mitzvahs or learning, it should come with a sense of satisfaction. Not to completely take away the hunger and the thirst, but at the same time, while you're hungry and thirsty for more, you should be proud and satisfied with what you have done. Ha-Tamil Chacham is Asher B'das. For Ha-Tamil Chacham, this... This uh, satisfaction comes with knowledge of Torah. And with Bali Mitzvahs, it comes, the satisfaction comes with, with Mitzvahs. But either way, these are the two Matanas Lavyonim that the Rabbanu Shalom gives. So again, that's also the Kavana. When you give Matanas Lavyonim, and we should give a lot. We're, we're, part of it, certainly it's Daka, obviously. But on a deeper level, what you're, what you're davening for as well is that the person you're giving Tzedakah to should have a sense of of, of inner peace and satisfaction in life. Again, whether it be in his learning, in his davening, in, in his shalom bias, I don't, he should have satisfaction and inner peace. And the same thing for us as well, the giver of the shalom of the matanas of Yonim. Taka, we should be zaychet to that as well. So that's the avayi, that's mishleich manas, matanas of Yonim, how the rabbi shalom keeps it. We should be zaychet to uh, receive all these gifts in, uh, in an open mamish, yadai, yadai haravach, and yadai hafsucha, the b'yaskal tzaddik, mherevim,